Okay, that's it for the theme song. I just don't have any. Uh, do you want the other theme song? All right. Hi, welcome to the podcast. It's late at night, but I, I I just have to talk about what a what a crap show has happened. Um, so I got an email. Uh, this is the big news story of my week. I I want to I want to read this to you guys because it it has made the the rounds. <clears throat> so as you know, uh, here let's go back to this the start of story. So about early in November of last year. Uh, someone went to my Skype and made some credits to make out-of-state calls. Now, if you're wondering what the security is for Skype, someone enters the Skype with a new device and they email you going, hey, is this you? If not, please change your password. No sort of like kill zone, like stop the device from running or anything. No, they just they just keep the guy going. Make the purchases. So I had to immediately tell Microsoft, hey, I, I, I want this guy to stop. I changed my password. And they sure enough, after a few minutes, they stopped. Um, but after getting a refund, thankfully, uh, they did the problem. Of, of making these scam phone calls through a Skype. So if you're wondering, we're probably a good chunk of those car warranty phones. <laughs> it's most likely someone did it through Skype. Um, and it's... Uh, it locked out my account on Microsoft. So a lot of the uh, OneDrive, which has a lot of my archive, a lot of photos, a lot of... Uh, stuff that I, I use for certain shows and graphics and all that is now under a lock and key. I can't access it. To make matters worse, an Xbox Series S, which runs digitally, cannot play games unless you sign in, which it can't because it's locked. So any games I have purchased through Xbox, I cannot play. To make matters worse, Maybe the Game Pass. No. Game Pass, the best deal in gaming. I cannot play because you need a Microsoft account to do so. While this is all going on, I'm being charged monthly for 365 and Game Pass, but I can't access it. So I have to stop payment on all of that as this gets sorted out. This to me annoys the shit out of me because they say it's going to be only taking 48 hours and we are now what february we're now in february it's almost been let's see november december january february about four months almost four months now and i now got this nice email after first the, the, i finally got an email from the microsoft people hey give me your phone number your email address that you want for the account what's your skype uh, what's your uh, Xbox account number? And I give them all I could. And after giving them all the information I have, and I have like receipts, I have 
credit card numbers, everything. <clears throat> Greetings. My name is Chris with Microsoft Support. Thank you for your response regarding your Microsoft account recovery. During my attempt to validate ownership of the account with the answers that you provided, the results have been unsuccessful. Unfortunately, there is not enough information listed on the account to validate account ownership. At this time, there is nothing further we can do to validate ownership. I understand the frustration that can be involved with this specific issue, and I sincerely empathize with you. However, as there are no further resolution can be offered, I will move forward with closing this case. I will no longer be responding to any further emails in this thread. Please know that you can always rely on our customer service forums for future issues. By visiting support.microsoft.com, we sincerely apologize for any inconvenience you have experienced. Thank you for your understanding and patience while this problem was investigated. You didn't investigate shit. I have my phone right here. I have my email address right there. I have my Xboxes all tied to the same account and they didn't fucking do shit. That to me pisses me right off because I've been busting my ass to try and get support. Xbox and, and you tell the Microsoft account teams because I know everyone has been saying, why don't you just get the Microsoft support? They don't do shit. We sorry, we can't do it. It's up to them. We wish we could help Jordan. We can't provide information at this time. Is there anything we could do? You can't provide shit, but you're asking, is there anything we can do? No, you can't fucking do shit. All you really, ideally, you should tell whoever is your managerial support that everything is fucking ass backwards. You still have people trying to run 360 accounts when. I think that's an outdated console at this point because you're trying to sell Series S's and Series X's. To make matters even more stupid, because this is just getting stupider by stupid, my Skype account is live, colon, and then my username. It's not even the email address that you associate with Skype because they fucked it up. Your gamer tag, now on Xbox, because I had to change it, is now not just the gamer tag, it's gamer tag in a few numbers, just like Discord, just like the Epic Game Store. And it's just a frustrating headache. It has basically made me regret Microsoft being like on team Microsoft for a long, long time. Because it seems to me, and this is just from my perspective, they're trying to push this AI thing and virtual support agents, but they can't even figure out what the hell my problem is, even when I'm explaining it in clear detail. There's different departments because they take safety and security very seriously. Well, if they did, I'm just throwing this out here. Hey, uh, my email address has this phone number. You can give it a call and I can give you a verification number, right? Hey, that's one step. Uh, two, I've one to two factor. My email address is there. You can shoot me an email and I could then use a code from the said email address to verify it's me, just like we've always done. Didn't do that either. Three, even though I've provided a Skype, even though I provided Xbox, hey, uh, if you could just verify a credit card on the Skype, or what your any purchases you have made on Xbox? I could. 
but they didn't do it. That, to me, bothered the shit out of me. Hell, uh, what's the last game you played on the Xbox? Would probably have been a fun question. I was at Forza Horizon, and it would have been great, but no, 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 no. We got this shit email. And I don't know if I'm going to get my stuff back. And that fucking sucks. And I don't think I'm the only one stuck in this because I just checked Twitter thinking, okay, am I the only one who has to deal with this shit? And no, it's been going on the rise uh, since like last summer. I don't know if it's just work from home. I don't know if it's just the cybersecurity has changed at Microsoft and now there's this little doohickey change around. But it's annoying. To make matters worse, um, there's this there every single time I talk about this, there there's always like a bot or some kind going, hey, you should contact this guy on Instagram. He will help you get your account back. It's a hacker, but I I, I don't want a hacker to hack into an account. This is a security issue. Uh, you would need probably legal counsel. You'd probably need a better security expert here because all the hacker can do is just kind of go, oh, here's a password. That's not what I'm looking for. I already know my details. It's I'm sure that whoever is doing that will help a lot of people out with their phones or other accounts. Definitely. Uh, when it comes to serious matters, this is just a Microsoft account with personal information. And it's already bad enough I can't lock in. Now I have to trust a hacker with my personal information while paying them. N n no. Also, they they really want crypto, and I just, yeah, I don't trust that. Um, so it, it has basically exhausted me for the longest time. Mick, while still working on dealing with the in-real-life problems I deal with on a daily basis here, in this household, it is just an emotional wreck at this point. And I, all I wanted to do uh, was talk about video games this week, talk about game shows, just anything to distract from this shitty Microsoft issue and the IRL problems. But God, it just, it's just ugly. What's up with Microsoft? I I now I I just there's that point where it's like I got a new account. Oh, maybe I'll go back to playing Game Pass on there and just start from scratch. But the fact that I have to do that is just like a it's just a slap in the face to me. After like loving the Xbox and using the gamer tag, going through the entire history of Xbox with the OG to the 360, to the one. Like, I, I've gone through all, every generation of Xbox, and it just, it doesn't feel like they care about me. And that's, I mean, that's that's true for most capitalistic corporate entity. They don't care for the customer. It's the top dollar. Um, and I, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, video games. So I pushed away from that Xbox story. Almost lost out on Hi-Fi Rush. I wanted to play uh, the. I played GoldenEye. We talked about this last time. We played GoldenEye. It's it's fine. It's just a little outdated. I'm waiting for it to end up on Steam. 
because I feels like it's going to be the next Steam purchase, right? Um, so I I I, I really was at a loss for words. Um, so to distract myself, I ended up just trying to watch game shows and trying to play video games. So. We'll go to video games, and then we'll conclude with game shows. This is going to be a rainbowy episode, not a one-topic episode like I wanted it to, because there's not a lot to really cover this week uh, in the world of video games. So, if you don't know yet, you're listening to a podcast, listening to maybe two people. Uh, I play Fall Guys every day on YouTube. One, one full game, and I've been playing this in the early morning. Now, the early morning is right around 2, 3 o'clock, because that's when they change the store up. It's perfect timing for me to just get everything going. Sometimes it's a full house. Other times, it's like 40 to 50, and it makes sense. But the last few games have been less than 30 people. A lot of the game variety that I remember in Fall Guys has been very, very reduced. I'm playing like Blast Lantis and Treetop Tumble way too many times in this rotation. That's just like giving me a headache. Now I'm playing Fall Guys every day. And like, I, I think there's like 10 finale games now. You, you have uh, Hexagon, you have uh, Fall Mountain, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen a Fall Mountain finale in a while. Uh, we have a Royal Fumble, which we haven't seen in a while either. Uh, there is the Jungle Maze game thing, the Hexa Ring game, Jump Showdown. Like, there's so many of them, and it's just, there's the Kraken game, too. It's just, we're seeing Jump Showdown a lot, I'm noticing. And if it's not Jump Showdown, it's a Hex challenge. It's a, it's... There's a very limited rotation going on. And I don't know if it's just they change it every hour or just I'm just having bad luck and this hour is this way, but it has just made the game not fun. And I mean, like, not fun. And that has been very bothersome because I've been a big, like, advocate for Fall Guys because I like, I'm not good at FPS games anymore. I used to be very good. And I, for, for now, it's just sort of like a, well, it's good because it's a platformer. It's not a FPS game. And then I pop in Fortnite because I'm like, okay, Christmas, let's just see what's going on here. They're telling me there's new things. There's an island change, all this funny, weird shit like uh, John Cena. And I go into the zero build because I don't like the build mechanic in Fortnite. I know that's a strong mechanic. I'm repeating myself. I'm aware of this. And the zero build is just a very fun mode of Fortnite. And I like it a lot. And I won. And I enjoy it. And then the more I play it, the more it's like, I get it now. This is a very easy to understand multiplayer game. You don't have to get the most kills to win. Uh, you just have to be the most, it's a mix of offense and defense. How best can you hide? How best can you RNG the best inventory? Like, it makes total sense. And you see streamers like Ninja and all these others who've played this game since probably its first incarnation season one. 
And it's like, okay, now I can see why people like this game. Like, it's an addictive game to watch if someone's likable, and it's a very fun game to play. Definitely a fun game to play. I could see why people would ready up and go to the next one, next one, and waste three, four, five hours. Um, I could see why there is a hundred thieves, Totino's Pizza Rolls, Fortnite Training Room. Um... But it, it's it's again, it's not the modern games. I don't own a PS5. I can't play Xbox. <laughs> uh, and my Steam is good enough to play indie titles, but not enough to play the latest and greatest. It's not really there to play Dead Space, shall we say. It's not. I don't think it can play Miles Morales. The best console I can play right now is Switch. And mostly what I'm playing on Switch is the N64 library. <laughs> uh, so it, it happens. I like Pilotwing 64, though. I've been, I've been playing a bit of Pilotwing 64. Let me tell you, don't underestimate that great soundtrack. That... I love it. I love it. Um, but it is just... I don't know where my head is in gaming anymore because <laughs> I like it, but it's so stretched thin. Content creation's the rise. Journalism is dying. There's no more E3. And let's just assume there's no more E3 because I'm assuming there's no E3. Uh, what is there to do? And that's what I want to know. What is there in the world of gaming? I mean, there's a Kirby game coming out and I'm excited about that. But I, it's what's the what's going on? What's the, what's the latest thing? Hi-Fi Rush, I can surprisingly play. It It's a well-made game. It is a front-runner right now for Game of the Year. Uh, but when it comes to, like, well, you should definitely play, like, the, the crappy J.K. Rowling game. Because you're like, no, I don't. I, I I forgot the title, and I'm not gonna Google it. I, I you know the, the it's the J.K. Rowling Harry Potter game that just came out. Oh boy, a Harry Potter game! Oh, this is the game for the Harry Potter fans. I I I never got interested in Harry Potter. That was it was in my childhood. Don't get me wrong, I was a child of the late '90s, early 2000s. Harry Potter books are right there with Pokemon, right up there with uh, South Park and WWE. Um, but that was just never my interest. I was, when it came to books, Goosebumps and Captain Underpants. Like, not, not, like, it, it, like, Roll Doll. And then, like, in middle school, when it's, like, the third book came out and the fourth book, the Snape Kills Dumbledore thing, I was reading Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, I was in the Hitchhiker's Guide because... Oh, I'm in the internet subculture, and 42 is all over the place. And what does this mean? Oh, it's a reference to this book. Well, I'll read the book. I'll go watch Monty Python, because spam. And just get into the cultural understanding of the internet. Which I guess might be a bad thing after all. Um, but, like, so I was never into Harry Potter. I... A few years ago, because it's like, oh, the Harry Potter has the game show coming out. Let's and there's like the Sorting Hat thing at Warner Brothers and all this this weird shit. I'll give it a try. 
There's a fucking Universal Studios attraction now. I still couldn't get into this garbage. I I understand it. Maybe it appeals because it's like a school and it's a wizardly school or something. But it just it, it it feels like a mix of astrology and bullshit. Now the one thing to give them credit to give any light 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 thin thin like Oreo thin level of thin credit. Pottermore was kind of neat if you wanted like the research on like what things were and they even had a little sorting hat quiz and all that that stuff that I thought oh well that's the stop for all these nerds and that makes sense and okay but no it it, it just feels like it's one ch- you know what it feels like it feels like pro wrestling fandom <laughs> I, I hate to compare pro wrestling fandom to Harry Potter but you know like how, and I hate to say it, you know how wrestling is fake? But you have people on the internet who say, I'm a heel, and they just act like a fucking asshole? That's the fucking people in Harry Potter. It's the, yeah, I'm an asshole because I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking funny because I'm a huffily puffily. Like that, that, that kind of horseshit. Like that's Harry Potter. It's the wrestling fandom. But for weirdos. Like the, you have to, like, you're calling people muggles just the same way people get called marks. It's the same kind of dumb shit. At least in the wrestling fandom, there will be a time when the wrestler might break character and you can talk to them outside of, like, the thing. And they're actually really cool people. Especially the indie people. They're really, really nice. Support your local indie fans. Harry Potter is all in the mind of this this weird fuck, this weird fuck with 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 like uh, Jewish stereotypes and like uh like ginger hair rarity kind of thing. Like it's it's no. The last time I saw something Harry Potter related in terms of good was they had a West End Broadway thing and there is a Black Hermione. And there was up in arms because Hermione is not black. It's, it just became weird. And now I think there's just so much discourse of Harry Potter. It it It's just sort of like the dumbest thing. Like, it's like, there's thousands of other books. I, I, I think the Twilight fandom is much better. Fifty Shades of Grey doesn't deal with this shit. Hunger Games does not deal with this shit, I don't think. Does George R. R. Martin uh, get get deal, deals with this shit? No, and he kills all the your favorite characters. It's a bizarre take, and J.K. Rowling sucks ass. I, don't get me wrong; she she sucks ass. I, in addition to it being a lazy book series, a lazy movie series, and thank God every one of these people, with the exception of Rupert Gent, who definitely deserves to have a much good movie franchise for him to work with they're all doing much better they're doing much better now and much better work but it just sucks ass and then you get her saying this this reactionary conservative bullshit involving transgender people and non-binary people because feminism or some shit like that and this is a group of the trans people are people that's it forget anything they're just people and you're dehumanizing them 
from the mere act of just, hey, I identify as something else, something that existed for centuries at this point. But because uh, I can't figure this out and I don't want to, I'm going to just be a fucking asshole to these people. It just is heartbreaking. And then there are people who defend this shit. And it's like, and it's something like, it's like, I think John Cleese, Alexander Armstrong, like it becomes this like, oh no, not you too. Because they want to stick their neck up for J.K. Rowling. And I, I honestly, I think a good chunk of it's because she's, because she's made this Harry Potter thing and it's a big like pop culture phenomenon, a big export like Doctor Who, you don't really want to sabotage her because well then that sabotages harry potter and that sabotages the pop culture industry and all this shit and even stephen fry had to deal with like just this oh i'm by association with this oh god no oh god no so this 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 shit game shows up and thankfully there are great places who are just like i'm not going to cover it and exactly like I said about a month ago, there are going to be places that are going to say, oh, we're not going to cover it, and they're going to cover it. Or, well, you have to because by association we need to, SEO scores. It, it just happens. I'm one to believe, and this is just me. Here we go. This is the, this is all the way I'm leaning towards. I think game journalism is fucked because you can't put your ethics in your game journalism actual fucking ethics in game journalism hey hey you remember when gamergate was was about like harassing women on the internet under the guise of ethics and game journals guess what there's actually ethics in game journalism and it's gonna get squished more and more in favor of you need to cover this 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 harry potter game because uh that's the big game and it says there's 10 million copies so if we can get five percent of this 10 million we can have enough ad that kind of shit that is what journalism is these days and guess what this makes it this makes it worse i don't think you should give it a low score either because if you do uh, oh no we're you're gonna get sent to the wolves now because if it's harry potter fans will hate you or it's gonna be people who rightfully go wait i thought you're like not gonna play this game because you want to support trans charities and all this no you can't anymore you have a choice to make throw trans people under the bus because the company that pays your salary says we need you to make this article because we think we can get a hundred thousand views on it when in theory only are gonna get like three thousand uh or you uh don't and then you don't get paid and that's that's kind of the sad situation of this all. So um, here's the Jordan take of the moment. Uh, maybe just we should just shut this shit down. Everything's going the way of uh, content creation, and it seems like people who are content creators, even though there's a lot of fucking assholes who are content creators right now, are doing a much better job of dealing with this situation. We're not going to talk about this game. We're not going to show this game. We're not going to cover this game. And it's like, yes, yeah, that's exactly what you should do. To, we will talk about this game, but every single income is going towards a trans charity, which is like a little, eh. To, we're just going to cover this game, fuck you, libs. And that kind of horrible, horrible thing. 
And again, the only people who are really hurt by this are, are people who maybe are big fans of Harry Potter, identify as transgender, see J.K. Rowling as the evil, evil person that she is, and is stuck in a bad situation because this might have been your cultivated identity for 10, 15 years before you came out, where it's just like, I love Harry Potter so much, and now I don't know what to do with my life. Same way people would feel the same way about, like, say, Star Wars, because they grew up with Star Wars, or Pokemon, because they play Pokemon as a kid. There's always that one pop culture phenomenon that they grew up with that's like, well, that's me, that's my identity, and I don't want to get rid of it, which... If you want to really play into it, just say Sonic the Hedgehog sucks and see what happens. Because <laughs> here's going to be a lot of those people. Um, so, I I think the best thing to do is just not play the fucking game. I, I, I don't think anyone really needs to play the game. But it feels like a live service game. It feels like, oh, this is the culmination, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't I don't care about the game. I have no interest in playing this game at all. There are hundreds of other I'd rather be playing Madden. I'd rather be playing FIFA. I would rather be playing a fire emblem. And I don't even play RPGs. Um It's it, that's the that's what we're at right now. And there has to be a discourse about this. And the discourse is fucking tiresome because it's all the same. Reactionary conservative dipshit is trying to be in hysterics over some little thing to try and endorse, like, say, LGBT rights or women's rights or Black Lives Matter. Here in, 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 so, so then they get up in arms, like, oh, why is there a black restaurant week celebrating black restaurants? Where's the white restaurant week where we celebrate this? Did you know France? And they're just going to try and make a division because, again, economy sucks. You have to come up with some sort of microaggression to distract from the fact that, hey, the government fucking sucks and the economy fucking sucks and uh, you fucking suck. But you don't want to admit that, so we're, we're going to get you angry about M&M's. Or we're going to get you angry that this translator who you've never met before doesn't like Harry Potter because J.K. Rawlings thinks that she shouldn't exist as a human being. That's where we're at right now with this whole discourse situation. And it just, it sucks. It terrifies me. But that's where we are. And then there's still, so, before we continue on, I want to do a funny anecdote. Um, I'm not going to name names. Uh, but... When I was doing game shows, I suppose, a few years back, a, um, I was making a lot of jokes about Ben Shapiro uh, because this is the time when that uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro think piece showed up. And I've already known these people are grifting assholes. And I'm sitting there going, this guy's a fucking dork. He doesn't even know music. He doesn't know screenwriting. Like, he's an embarrassment. And a guest of mine... Ooh, I once again will name nameless. A lot of them are lefties, so if you just assume anyone who has a left podcast, it's not them. Uh, was was after the record going? I don't like you making fun of Ben Shapiro. Some people like Ben Shapiro, and I'm thinking, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me! That that's some stupid ass shit. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, that's where I'm thinking with the whole uh, discourse thing. It's just people giving dorky guy 
It's like, it's a zombie show. Where's the zombies for The Last of Us? Unaware, maybe screenwriting has, uh, you know, uh, uh, stories and virtues to teach. I, I, I don't, maybe. I don't know. The Last of Us is supposed to give people a message about humanity, just like The Walking Dead. Maybe that's what a lot of the stories are about Superman. Maybe that's why a lot of stories about superheroes are, it's not, hey, let's beat up the bad guy. It is, hey, you know Lex Luthor, he's smart and he's rich, but he's a bad person. Why is he a bad person? Because he thinks, because he's rich, he has more power over people. And you need to let, you need to not let these people have all the unlimited power in the world. Baseline example of it. X-Men is all about civil rights. It was made in the 60s. The Walking Dead is all about humanity and, and connections in a world of disaster. And The Last of Us is just similar to that, but it's meant to be about mental health in the world of losing people that you love. That's what it's all about. It's about persevering through loss of family members in your own life because it's a tragedy it's a tragedy story uh so the episode with nick offerman where it's about a gay romance story where the end is guy's getting sick he's about to die so he just, just they both die together on their own terms which is a rarity also it's supposed to be a big uh, overlap about the aids epidemic but don't get started on that so ben shapiro goes like oh where's the where's the zombie Where's the zombie? Uh, 15 minutes into the fucking episode, dipshit. That's where we're at right now. And people still think he's smart and give him attention. And I think he just has a humiliation kink. I don't think you should really give him the attention. But you see the screenplays, you just go, wow. Well, this guy's an idiot. Just don't screenshot. I mean, screenshot the dunk on him. You're still giving him the attention. Eh. So I, I am again frustrated with the fact that this is what we deal with now in terms of gaming. There's discourse with everything. And I mean, the, the uh, Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret, it's like what you like, don't be a dick. That's the that's the, the nice, nicest way to say it. But man, it's really tough these days, isn't it? Um, and for me... It's just trying to keep up with it all. I just think, and this is just this is just where I'm coming from here, and this is why I, I'm about to just go clop. Um it's it's a case of we are now so overwhelmed with media, we don't know what to do that sometimes we're a stalemate, or sometimes we just keep going. It's it's not, and I just want to just say it's not about it's just problematic and political correctness all this. Sh no, it's really just a case of like, why do people still go through with this? Why do people still watch this shit? Why do people do the? You have your own attention. You can do your own thing. And, I mean, the last of us, it, it's good. I understand people liking it. I at the same time. It, and people aren't understanding The Last of Us? 
Or are they intentionally not understanding The Last of Us? At the same time, I think that that can, can carry on with the Harry Potter series. You understand why there's some nuance going on here and why people are kind of going, eh. But IGN really took the cake this time. with the with the with They wrote a review. They gave it the 9 out of 10. And it, it translate was like, yes, we know there's some problems with uh, J.K. Rowling. And the game is a little messy. The controls, they aren't really that responsive at times. The visuals are great, though. And it's Harry Potter, 9 out of 10. Like, th- that's, oh, wow. We are dealing with that in the world of journalism. It's things like this that make me just go, why am I still here? Why even still have this podcast? Why even chat? Because that's the that's the attention. That's IGN. That's the gaming website now. There's no G4 anymore. GameSpot has crashed and burned. Giant Bomb is now, what, five people? When it used to be 20? Like, what? where, where are we going? Where are we going with this? And... It just becomes more sad. It it just gets more and more sad. That this is where we're done. And this is what we have to cover. So then I think, okay, well, that's why I left talking video games. Because it, it ends up being this headache of you have to do the articles you don't want to do. Or you have to play the games you don't want to play. And content creators, they have the luxury of playing whatever games they want. If the if the people who are subscribers say, hey, I want you to play this game, it's just a suggestion, a recommendation, and they can very well say, no, fuck you. And they'll still play the damn games. It's okay. And it got me thinking about game shows yes this it i told you we're concluding with talking about game shows when i pivoted from game journalism and and comedy writing to to talking game shows it's it's still not the best there's not a lot of places to get game show news i mean there's okay so game show garbage Buzzer blog, game show newsnet, bothers bar. Uh, there's there's a few, there's a few places, and I think that there is always going to be game show reviews. You look at YouTube, there are people who are doing what I'm doing, which is get on a webcam, talk about a game show, and it, it's good. Like the the prices for I did super fan thing, beautiful. And. I, when I did game shows, I suppose, I'm like, well, I can talk about this for an hour and call it a day. And that's great. I love, I loved game shows, I suppose. But I don't think it's really the market for me. Sometimes. I, I sometimes get these sad slumps where it's, well, I talk about game shows. No one really gives a shit what I think about game shows. They care what uh, Corey thinks, or they care about what uh a game show newsnet thinks they don't care what i think necessarily they care what variety says and these other papers i'm just here trying to put storylines into place with game shows trying to figure out the rounds break down the rules why is double the points better because it's really theoretically half the points around one and the same regular points around two it's same same difference um 
so it becomes this case of, well, I'm going to talk game shows because I like game shows. I watch a lot of game shows. There's a lot smarter people in the world of game shows. Uh, Adam Native is one that just brings to mind right off the top of my head. Uh, even a lot of people in the game show industry, like Aaron Solomon and uh, John Ritchie, the, uh, Mandela Logan, like they're, they all are really smart people who really, really know the industry. David Hammond. Um, it's, it becomes this case of, I'm, oh man, I'm just going to be like, my Klaus. And, uh, it, it just, it just, it, I, I will just keep going down the list. Um, lots of people who know game shows. And I definitely am not the smartest in this. I just sort of just know, like, well, this kind of worked. This kind of did not work. But there's not a job in the game show world for me. And there's definitely not a niche, even though I'm trying to carve it and desperately tried to carve it for the last five years it, on the Internet. I don't think it works. And again, partially that's because the game show fandom sucks ass. Hey, I'm just going to say this again. The game show fandom sucks ass. It's cynical as shit. I don't think they like game shows, to be honest. I, I think they just... It, it becomes this case of they want to snark, snark, snark and not see that there's producers behind this or even contestants. They dehumanize fucking contestants. If someone loses on Jeopardy, good, because they were annoying. Like, like fuck you. This is like a person who took a test, auditioned to be a contestant. The contestant coordinator said, yeah, you're good enough. They played the game. They won a game of Jeopardy. They got some money out of it. And then they got to do it again. And maybe a third time or fourth time. Who cares? And because maybe they have a, a, a tick or maybe they can't, they have like a nervous, so they have to jitter a bit or they can't really stand in place because maybe they have ADHD. Uh, we're going to make fun of these people we've never met before because they're not the stereotypical boring-ass Jeopardy contestant, or if they're on prices Right, because they couldn't figure out that the car was $20,000 and they said it was $19,000. They overbid. Ha-ha, you dumb shit. Like, that's the kind of shit the game show fandom is all about. They throw each other under the bus for no benefit whatsoever. It becomes this cruel thing. And my big throw, my big Hail Mary throw is, well, I'm trying to give it in the same perspective as people who love horror movies and people who love science fiction. It's a niche genre television like Soapnet that is, is a fun little thing. you got to treat it like a game night. And this is just a board game. And it's just played for small prizes because that's the point structure. And sometimes I just feel like that's not good enough. And then I feel like I failed. Like, that's how it, it, it feels like to me. Like, when a game show fails, like, sometimes it's like, yeah, I understood that was going to happen. But sometimes it's just like, well, why did that happen? And a lot of the time, it it's either corporate screwed up the scheduling, or it is the game wasn't really tested well enough, and it just became boring. All the way to, well, the show became so stagnant, they did all of these gimmicks, and the gimmicks overplayed the show. That it, it You just go, oh, God. So, 
it becomes to me like this sort of, and maybe this is it. Like I could talk about game shows every day. I could recap. I could be the, I could be the Dave Meltzer of game shows. Um, where I could talk what happened on Wheel and Jeopardy and The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal and Family Feud. Uh, I could talk international game shows, what happened on Pointless, what happened on The Countdown, what happened on The Chase, and talk about all the new formats. Like, what is Lingo with RuPaul? What is Toughest Nails with Phil Kogan? What is Celebrity? Name that tune. Uh, it's It becomes the sort of thing where it's, I don't, I'm talking to myself, obviously, that's the most podcasts, but if I write it out, no one reads them either, so what? what's the, the point, what's the thing, do I have to, like, edit this out and make YouTube videos, like, I have to do, like, a knickknack situation, or what's the deal, how much effort do I need to actually put in this stuff to try and illustrate my point that game shows are a universal genre of television that should be respected? But a lot of the people in the fandom don't respect it, even though they should be the ones that do. That's that's kind of it. That's that's my headache on all this. Limitless win uh, concluded this weekend. Uh, it's a six episode stunt show on ITV. Not really stunt like in like do a physical challenge, but the the stunt is in they're trying to give away the most money in game shows or in this case a quiz show and on the last episode a nice like mother and and son who are big fans of doctor who they got david Tennant to eat a cake for them because look at the gimmick surprise just like a american game show like it's deal or no deal or something uh we got david Tennant to eat a cake with your face on it that's funny um they played the game and then they didn't win but they got so far up the ladder that it reached 1.25 million. Now they couldn't win it. You have to get the exact amount to win the money, so they don't really have to make the payout. But all the marketing was the 1.25 million. And that's the crux of the show, is that appeal. It's a very Americanized game show that's in the UK. And that becomes a bit of like, well, that's a cultural sh shift. I didn't think about and it got me thinking about like all sorts of American game shows and how they try to take a cue from Britain like the wheel uh and it becomes this sort of like a boundary thing where it's like it's you I think you might need more of like a sociology degree to understand some of the aspects of this um because in theory Game shows are really broken down like you can break it down to if then statements all the time with the rule structures. If it lands on this, then they do this. If it goes this, then they win points. If they answer with this statement, they get like that's. That could also be a case of game shows, but that's just that becomes me just rambling a lot. <clears throat> so when it comes to game shows. I don't know if I want to talk about game shows and at the and and now when it becomes like it's not fun to really chat about game shows it's not fun to talk video games then why what's the fun where's the enjoyment and by the way I have fun playing video games I have fun watching game shows 
It's very fun to play a video game. Fortnite is fun. Watching Limitless Win was a thrill ride. I loved it. Watching Old Deal or No Deal was fun. Watching Jeopardy Now is fun. But when it comes to like, well, I'm going to talk about this, it's not fun. When it comes to, let me explain this video game like I used to, not fun. And when it comes to trying to tell jokes, like, it's still fun to be funny. But it just, I'm not, maybe I need, like, a text-to-speech voice like TikTok? I don't know. But it just becomes this sort of, like, so so now what <laughs> situation? And that's the suckiest part. So that is the big sad conclusion in this is I had a really bad month, bad few months, few months when it comes to Microsoft. I've had a rough time playing a game I used to like a lot. I have a hard time talking about a genre of television that I would spend so much time in the last few years to talk about that in recent time, it just feels like, why bother? No one's going to listen. No one's going to care. And at the same time, it's a waste of effort because most likely, even if I say something bland and nothing, there's a game show fandom that probably has a target on my back because... <laughs> I say they are terrible and they're just thinking I'm wrong or I'm full of shit or like most, most of these YouTubers are like the, the kind of, uh, what, what do you call them? Um, uh, parasocial, not parasocial cause parasocial means liked. This is like the, the people obsessed with like Chris Chan or, or dark side Phil. Uh, they are going to try and just pick apart anything I say, regardless of what I say. Cause that's the kind of drama that they live for. Um, so I'm just coming to a conclusion of my fucking father. What 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 else is there, right? There is nothing else. Uh so I don't know what I'm going to do next. I want to talk movies on this podcast. I still want to talk game shows and video games on this podcast, but I if it's going to come time to taking a break and then when there's that big I need to talk about moment, then I'll come back. Um, but for right now, this is just like, we are at a point in time, at least in my life where I'm just, it's not, it's, it's, it's one part, like there's actual therapy. I probably need to talk about with this, but in the second life where it's the internet life, there's a second kind of like therapy session I need to talk to myself about in terms of, well, what is the content i need to do what is the things i want to talk about and do to show i know what i'm good at i don't know um but game shows are still fun so I, after all that slump all of that slump video games are still fantastic Please check out uh, video games. It's now the easiest barrier of entry is now just like, do you have any computer or phone? You could play a video game and they're fun. It's not really a, a weird thing anymore. 
Uh, go play NBA Jam if you can. Um, <laughs> but game shows are still one of the best genres in my mind. And things like uh, Bridge of Lies, uh, I've been watching and enjoying. Um, I've been uh, enjoying... Uh, there is this show uh, a while back called... Uh, I'm, draw- I'm now drawing a blank. Uh, Switch. We talked about Switch. Switch is good. But it's in the, what's the, the, the game? I'm drawing a blank on a, a game show. Me. Drawing a blank on a game show. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the damn it. Uh, the, the, it's, it's, on. Uh, it's the, the game, sh- uh, the shit. Um, I'm drawing a blank on a game show. <laughs> Uh, so let's play along because if you can figure out what it is by the context clues, it's the Nick game show, not double dare, not legends, not guts, not figure it out, not Nickelodeon arcade. It's the other one. You know, not you're on. It's the, the paradise run paradise run. That's a good show. I've had fun watching paradise run. Uh, Endurance, I don't know if you can watch Endurance anywhere, I don't know if it's on Peacock or whatever, but that's also a fun game show. Check out game shows. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of this weird genre. Even if they only last a few episodes. They made a fucking Monopoly game show. Monopoly! They made a Boggle show with a phone. Trivial Pursuit multiple times! They made a Clue game show in the UK where they had actors pretend to be like Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum. Like, that is so fun. To me, that's the fun. When you can realize game shows can be fun, it brings a smile to your face. And if not, you just watch Crystal Maze and you'll prove my point. Watch the Crystal Maze. Uh, so that is going to be it. I'm sorry this was a very rambly, sad episode dealing with the nuances of game journalism trying to cover a game when they really shouldn't, but they need to because company. All the way down to the game show fandom sucks ass and makes you really despise game shows even though they're fun. Jeopardy's still very fun. And... That feeling of what should I do now when you don't know what you should be doing now. Yep. I'm going to watch a game show and then go to bed. I hope you guys have fun. Have a good rest of your week. I'll be playing Fall Guys every day on uh, YouTube.com slash at Jordan Haas. I'll be playing Fortnite probably maybe daily in the future instead. Who knows? Uh, I got lots of stuff lined up soon. More on that when it happens. If you have any suggestions, at Jordan on Twitter and Instagram, send me those NGLs. And I'll see you next time. Jordan Haas, signing off. It's